Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. Welcome to the e-commerce conversation with Pat Callahan. A weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics, featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. And now let's move right on over to Pat to see who he has queued up for this week's interview. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations with Pat Callahan. Today I'm joined by Rand Fishkin, CEO and co-founder of SEOmoz.org. Welcome, Rand. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate being here. It's great to have you here. You know, the first thing, I wanted to introduce you as a Seattle-based SEO company, but I figured you could tell us best what, <laughs> what SEOmoz is all about. Well, it's, I mean, it's a tough question because SEO Moz is, um, is changing, and I think it's so many different things to different people. But, you know, the way that the way that we look at our company is really as a couple of things. First off, I think at this point, primarily, especially with our, with our new um, investment capital, we are primarily focused on providing tools and services um, and, and premium content uh, to our premium members, uh, which is, which is kind of an, an interesting model. It's something new that we've we just started trying in February, and we've had a ton of success with it. It's been really exciting, um, and it's great to be exposed to, to so many people with, with different issues and problems across the web. We also uh, are still a search marketing consultancy. Uh, we do consulting for a few large, high-profile clients, but that is kind of a smaller chunk of, of our time and, and of what all the folks here are, are uh, invested in. And, you know, we're also obviously a, something of a news and community education hub, uh, the blog and UMAs and the articles um, that are put out for free on the site. How about the name? I'm curious about the name. <laughs> well, so I mean, when we when we started, we had always envisioned, um, or, or my vision really was that SEO Moz would be a place where there would be open discussion, where you know nothing would be hidden, um, where it wouldn't be, where there'd be a lot of contribution from community members as well. And so SEO Moz kind of fit that um, using the the Moz ethos from Mozilla Foundation and and DMoz and Chef Moz and all those projects. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so let's stick with SEO. I, I wanted to talk about our magazine mainly focuses towards small to mid-sized businesses, mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the mistakes you've seen. Sure. Well, I guess I'd, I'd say that I think there are you know a, a, a multitude of issues that you can encounter if you're not careful and well-versed, but some of the most common ones that I see are folks who haven't thought through their navigation and whether search engines can crawl that, whether that navigation is through JavaScript or through Flash or form submission um, or in an image map, which can be a little tough, or frames. Um, we see problems all the time with content that simply isn't uh, parsable by search engines, you know, content that's inside an image, inside an external JavaScript file. 
um, inside, um, you know, Flash content or a Java applet, and those those pieces of content just can't be seen by the search engine. So of course, the, when that text isn't seen, you, you're not going to be able to rank for it. We also see we see issues all the time. I think a lot with with duplicate content. That's one of the biggest biggest issues of the last couple of years, where sites will have pieces of their content either that they're licensing out or that they have in multiple formats internally on their own websites. Uh, th- that can be hazardous to rankings as as it kind of splits up your your ranking ability for any one given piece of the content. And there's, I mean, there are, there are dozens, probably hundreds more, but I think those are maybe some of the most common ones. That's great. How about success stories that you've seen? Well, one of the things that I um, that I love is a friend of mine, Marshall, who works at, uh, who works for the, the New York Times, did some fantastic work for them. And he's been, he's been working there a couple of years doing SEO. Um, and the results have been tremendous. You know, recently they opened up their Time Select product, opened up their archives for free to, to the general public and to the search engines based on the fact that they realized that, that you know, the content was more valuable as free and available than it was as, as a paid product. And I think that's just amazing. And it speaks to the power of what Marshall's been able to do with the New York Times's you know, revenue model and traffic from search and all those kinds of things. It's really, it's quite amazing to think that, you know, 70 or 80 years of archives are now opened up for the entire world to see for free uh, because of the power of, of search and of SEO. That is cool. Can you tell me what small to mid-sized businesses can expect to pay for optimizing a site? That's a, it's a tough question, Pat. Um, the trouble with n- nailing down a single price is that there are, in my opinion at least, no two projects that have a similar amount of work that goes into them. And so thus, I think that your your price is going to be based on how much work needs to be done, what needs to be fixed, what needs recommendations, what needs, you know, whether you require keyword research or link building or social media marketing, content generation on the site, you know, uh, viral content creation. All of those things are critical elements of SEO. The question is, are you getting someone who's going to provide you with some recommendations? Are they going to be doing hands-on work? How much of it? How big is your site? Um, you know, how much work still needs to be done, all of those questions can figure into a price. In terms of what we've charged over the years, I think that um, you should probably be expecting uh, a, you know, to spend, I'd say, on a, on a relatively standard SEO contract, and I'm throwing these numbers out there, and there's going to be a wide range, but if, you, if you're looking for a relatively inexpensive provider, uh, I would say that something between $1,000 and $5,000 for an initial contract should get you um, at least started in the process. Okay. Let's put it that way. Um, and if you're if you're interested, I did write a um, a blog post about SEO pricing where I kind of detailed some of the some of the different I guess models that are out there, uh, many of the different pricing structures that you might expect to see. Uh, and if you search for I think if you search for SEO pricing and cost, uh, you will get that as the first result at at Google or any of the other engines. Um, that blog post kind of has a, a chart where it shows you know well at the high end this is what I would expect to pay for this service at the low end here's what I expect to pay for these services all that kind of stuff. So th- that might be helpful. Definitely, and I'll definitely check it out. And I hope the, the people that are listening do too. Here's a question that I come across a lot. And I'm sure you do, too, daily, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. How do you get from page, let's say, 82 in search results to page 1 without having to pay for a a pay-per-click campaign? Well, I mean, (laughs) SEO is the answer there. Um, 
you know, there's there's a whole lot of elements that go into what separates you know top rankings from low rankings. But it, you know, my my opinion is that there's a few big ones. Number one is are you putting the keywords in the right places on the page, and and are you doing that in an intelligent fashion? Then internally on your website, are you linking to that page and linking to it with the right anchor text, and you know, linking to it in ways that are that are passing juice intelligently. There's external stuff too. Are you doing a good job marketing your site? Are you doing you know, if you're getting a lot of links into your domain overall, you should be able to rank pretty darn well if you can, you know, if you can get a lot of links to your site and then send that link juice over to the pages that you want ranking. You also might need to in in the event that you've got a very very competitive term actually be generating external links to that specific page and that requires you know, web marketing, you know, kind of a, a public relations, I guess, for the web, and also, you know, might require that you go and find some good directories or local business uh, listings to place your site. You might need to go, you know, buy some links from some folks. You might need to create some viral content that folks are going to naturally link to. All of those kinds of things are going to figure into what differentiates a number one ranking from a, you know, number 50 ranking. Okay, that certainly makes sense. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about today ran was your blog sure uh, a lot of people are blogging these days and you certainly have found a successful formula in the blogosphere and i was wondering what advice you would share on how to start a blog and just how to keep it going and, and how to attract interest yeah well i would say i mean blogging is one of the the biggest tasks that i have every day you know between 11 p.m and 2 a.m um after my fiance goes to sleep i am i am up blogging pretty much uh, five nights out of the week, Sunday through Thursday, for a release of some new content on Monday through Friday. And it is it is a challenge. You know, it's a challenge to come up with, with good material. I, you know, I have a very inquisitive mind by nature, and, and I'm always curious about stuff, so I'm constantly reading about this subject, um, constantly learning new things, and, and then trying to share my experiences. I think that with a blog, there's you know, there was a great study, I want to say it was through eMarketer, but I'm not exactly sure who, who the source is right now, but uh, they, had, they had, you know, queried a lot of people who read blogs on a regular basis about why they chose certain blogs and how they chose certain blogs. And the number, you know, the number one thing for uh, what indicates, you know, the quality of a blog to you, and it was quality of writing, and what makes you want to read some blogs over others, and the number one thing was quality of writing, and, uh, you know, why do you, how do you find new blogs and decide that they're good, and it was, you know, the number one thing was quality of writing. So it does take, I think, you know, looking at yourself and deciding whether you have the skills as an author to put together, you know, well-written pieces on a consistent basis, and that would be the the biggest thing I would recommend. If you if you can do that, I think that a lot of a lot of good things in blogging will follow you. Your marketing will be easier. Your connecting with other bloggers will be easier. Finding you know places to guest post, getting interviews, um, generating content that people are going to want to link to that will have people finding your site. All of those things uh, will happen if you can if you can write well. I think that's great advice, and I certainly check out Rand's blog on a on a regular basis and i would encourage i would encourage everyone else to that is listening as well it is a great blog and there is always always useful information in there that's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation with pat callahan i hope you enjoyed it tune in next week for another new episode to find out who pat will be speaking with